On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we will be discussing the Cam Newton contract has just come through. So we'll talk about the specifics of that. We don't get too far into it, but we will talk about the specifics a little bit. But primarily what we're going to be doing is taking a look at the offensive line, uh, what the old line would look like this year, and what guys could be performing this year that either didn't perform last year or underperformed last year as well. It's a heck of a show. So buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's good. Hype train is officially on the rails. Not here. Not here. You won't find it from us. But the Cam hype train is uh, is gaining some steam around Patriots Nation. Yeah, a lot of jersey sales probably popping off. Robert Kraft's not... Uh, with with the loss of revenue this year with COVID and how, how uncommon everything's going to be, uh, he yeah. earns a little bit of change back on those jerseys, whether they uh, mean something week one or week 17 or the AFC Championship game. That is yet to be seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it last week with Brian. We thought when that contract came out that it would tell a lot of what they thought of him, what they thought the future of him is. And we were talking about it. I mean, you're more of uh, we're no Miguel over here, Pat's cap guys, or, or even Brian Phillips is really good with that too. Uh, Pat's a much better job of explaining it just because of his math background to me. Um, but basically when I, when I read it, my initial reaction and I, I, I didn't see it as much uh, look into it as much in depth as Pat did, but you know, my first reaction was like, "All right, he's got to play, and he's got to play well, and he's going to play a lot to earn all that money, right?" I mean, that's 100%. just the simple way to look at it. Absolutely, absolutely, and and the big thing is, you know, you look at the majority of his incentives are playing time incentives, uh, and that it really it caps out at three point seven five if he plays ninety percent of the snaps and they make the playoffs. If he plays 90% of the snaps and they make the playoffs, he makes $3.75 million on top of the base salary and everything like that. Here's the thing to know, okay? And this is what I want you to understand. And, and you think about the type of contract the Patriots signed Cam Newton to. If the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, if they win the Super Bowl with Cam Newton starting and playing 90% of the snaps, and Cam does not get selected to the Pro Bowl and or the All-Pro team, Cam Newton makes a total of $6.5 million this year. Cam is, could be, he could win MVP in the Super Bowl. He could be the starter all year long, play 90% of the snaps, play 99% of the snaps. Stidham could just go in to take a knee in three or four games that they blow, that they blow the teams out. And Cam could win MVP of the Super Bowl. And the Patriots could win the Super Bowl and ride off into the sunset with Super Bowl number seven, and Cam Newton would make a total of six point five million dollars. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I know that 
listen, I know the circumstances and people will make excuses and people talk, but like, that's, that's nothing. That is nothing. I mean, you would even look at it and say, okay, a playoff win or a Super Bowl win, like let's throw an extra few million on there because what the heck's the difference? Nope. Nope. It, it just didn't do it. And so that's this thing where I look at it and I say like, there's really no money here for him. There's no money. And it's 100% approve it year for Cam. So Cam's betting on himself. And I understand that. And the Patriots are looking at it saying, well, either he comes in and he plays well or he doesn't. And we just cut his ass and don't lose anything. And that's really what they're looking at. And so it's a win-win for both sides. I mean, this is, you know, we talked about it last week with Brian. We were talking about this off the air, Spags, but we were talking about it last week with Brian where, like, the incentives are really going to see, you know, what the Patriots thought of him. They could put on negative one rushing yards and he'll get, you know, $2 million or something foolish like that. They could have done those things. They could have made them very easy to reach, but they didn't. They made them challenging to reach. And again, the playing time incentive is fine, but that's like half the money. That's half the money. If he makes the if he makes the playoffs, that's about half the money. But again, the fact that there's a Pro Bowl is a is a five hundred thousand dollar Pro Bowl bonus and a five hundred thousand dollar All Pro bonus. That means All Pro means that he would be the top one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. There's no way he's getting there. It was just not going to happen. That's just foolish to think about. But you know, anyways, I I was I was a little surprised when I looked at it. Like, man, he's he's not going to make a lot of money here. No, and like you said, it's it's a it's a you know win win situation for both sides. Cam comes in, plays well, plays as well as you had just said. Patriots walk away like, hey, we just got a championship, but we just made a run when no one else did, and we spent really no money on it. And then right. if, like you said, if he comes in, gets hurt, isn't the same guy, they don't feel he can be the starter, they cut him, and those not likely to be Aaron's like we talked about um, don't count against the cap, and they're not tied to anything. There's really no dead money involved, right? I mean, that's it's a win-win situation for both sides. Um, but to, to wrap up, that contract screams, there's a competition here, which we've been saying. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, in the you know the hype video, and I texted you about it. I I got a little sketchy about it because you know how we feel on the whole situation, and you know yep. there was t- definitely a ton of hype. Um, but like I said to my buddy, the I, last time I checked, I don't think the PR or the marketing staff is making football decisions around here. We wouldn't be a very good team. Um, right. But like you said, it's definitely a, a hype. The hype train's rolling right now, especially the last um, you know twenty four hours. Now he was out there with Nikhil Harry today throwing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think, like I said, though, that, that contract screams, Hey, here's the money, go earn it. And if you don't, uh, we're not really tied much financially. hundred percent, 100%. And I think that that's, that's the way to look at it. And I know that people want to crown cam the starter right now. And look, you might be right. You might be right. But based on the contract, based on what it says on patriots.com, Based on everything you look at. And let's talk about that for a minute because last, I mean, we haven't seen it at the quarterback position, so I could right. be wrong. And this is basing it off a one-time decision just because we have Brady. But yeah, yeah. I, that is the official team depth chart. I look at that mm-hmm. all the time. That's coming. The, the, the marketing staff isn't making that. You know I mean, like the 100%. people who are on the website, yep. they're not looking at it and going, oh, okay, we'll plug this guy here. We right. think he's going to be the one. No, 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 no. We don't even see that on like the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends. And granted, there's, you know, multiple positions there. Right. Right. But that even makes the point, right? There's one quarterback. There's one quarterback and they're both in there. I've never seen it. Never seen it happen before. I've never seen it. And again, you know, 
yeah, okay, fine. You don't want to pump the guy's tires. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. But the fact is, is like, you could say the same thing about Nikhil Harry. Well, they don't want to pump Nikhil Harry's tires. Well, they could put Mohamed Sanu as the starter. They don't. They have Nikhil Harry as the starter. And, you know, they have Harry in them. They don't want to pump uh, Devin Asiasi's tires and Dalton Keene. Guess what? Devin Asiasi's third on the depth chart. Dalton Keene is fourth on the depth chart with two other bums. So, I mean, they have Matt Lacoste as the starting tight end, Izzo as the second tight end. Why did they do that? Granted, because they, I mean, you they can don't... play both sides and be like, that's much different than Bill's clipboard and what he's got in his little, you know, cave in, in, in at right, right. Gillette Stadium. But it. it is interesting. I, I When the contract came out this morning and they made the signing official Wednesday night, I said, I got to go look at Patriots.com and look at the depth chart. I'm just curious to see what they had. Bang, right there. I was like, whoa, 9 o'clock this morning. They're both there in the QB one spot. They have Brian Hoyer as the second string, which obviously yeah, he's probably not going to be unless you know Cam gets cut. Realistically, right. they're not going to cut Stidham. So. Right. And I just, you know, like I said, I've never seen that before. And so even if it's just, it's a con, it's a competition. It is. It, that's just, that's the facts. It's a competition. And, you know, maybe you think that Cam is going to run away with it. Maybe you think that, that uh, um, Stidham is going to win it. I don't know. But like, it doesn't matter. You shake it. However, you know, look at it. However you want. The fact is it's a competition. So I'm looking forward to the competition. We'll see if they're even have a friggin' season. We'll see what happens there. But, um, but I'm looking forward to the competition. It should be fun. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's the main point. And listen, if Cam wins the competition, I'm going to say, hey, look, I thought it was going to be Stidham. Maybe Stidham's time will be next year. And I'm going to root for Cam Newton because he's my quarterback. And that's, that's what it comes down to. And so and what I'm hoping is that the people on Twitter that are, that are anointing Cam as the second coming and the greatest of all time and, you know, and, oh, my God, like now we have a chance. If Stidham beats him out, I hope that they're going to throw their support behind Sidham and say, hey, look, this is the guy the Patriots chose. And so it's not they're a coward, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and that's and that's it. I mean, like, look, Belichick's the coach. Belichick makes the decisions. He brought in Cam for nothing. If Cam can play, he's going to play. It's really that simple because, like, it's not like, oh, well, you know, the incentives, you know, he could make $15 million this year. We don't want, no, it's, he's making nothing. He's making peanuts this year. So, like, yeah, even if, again, if he hits every single one of his incentives, he makes $7.5 million. That's nothing for a quarterback. Nothing. So they don't care about that. Fine. Sure. Great. The issue is, again, it's your quarterback. It doesn't matter who it is. Just root for him. You know, and like I said, I think it's going to be Stidham. I know you do two spags. So we're obviously rooting for Stidham right now. But at the end of the day, if Newton loses, if Newton wins and Stidham loses, then Stidham's the backup. And I'm going to root for Newton because he's my quarterback. And that's what I'm going to do. And like, And so, again, I just, I'm hoping that everyone feels that way on both sides. We'll see. We'll see what happens in, in August. Uh, you know, but that's where I'm hoping everyone stands. And so, I hope no one deleted their Stidham tweets, Stidham's bad tweets. Oh, that. we got them booked. We got them booked. We book got them booked. Okay. Don't so. worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll be raining on some parades no. if uh, we'll Jackson is you know, the We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll keep our we'll mouth take, shut, lay in the weeds a little bit, me and you. have to take some screenshots of those just in case. Just in case. Yep. So, But uh, anyways, so let's get into uh, let's get into one of the, re- the biggest reasons we're here is to talk offensive line. And this is clearly a position or a position group where the Patriots struggled mightily last year. Okay. But here's a big reason for that. David Andrews, their starting center hurt all year long. Isaiah Wynn, their starting left tackle hurt half of the year. Marcus Cannon, their starting right tackle hurt a significant portion of the year. 
Shaq Mason, their starting right guard, didn't, I mean, he was injured. Now, he played through it, but he was injured. He he was hurt all year long, and he played through it, and he played like crap. So you had one guy on the roster that's your starter right now that started all season, and that's Joe Tooney. And, you, I mean, you see how important the, the Patriots think Joe Tooney is, and we're approaching, we're less than a week away from, you know, from decision day for him. You know, are they going to keep him or are they not going to keep him? Um, because obviously you can't, I think July 16th is the cutoff. You have, you have to negotiate a new contract by July 16th. I think, I think in my opinion, either they're going to extend them before July 16th or they're going to trade them. That's my opinion. Now I might be wrong, but that's what I think is going to happen. Unfortunately, it looks like they might be moving to trade them, but we'll see what happens. And of course, you know, here we are. We're the idiots that that did the quarterback thing the week before uh, Cam Newton got signed. So of course, let's do Can't offensive be wrong line either way. I guess Joe unless Tooney he plays under the tag, but he's here and we're happy. Right, but no, right, and that's the, it. On the offensive line, I mean, there's no reason this group can't return to a top three to five unit in the league like they were in 2018 when they just dominated the line of scrimmage, especially down the stretch. Right. I mean, obviously you lose Skarnakia. That's a big hurt, right? But you can trust in those veterans. A lot of those guys have played a lot of football games in that system. Marcus Cannon, Joe Tooney, David Andrews, Shaq Mason. Isaiah yep. Wynn hasn't been on the field, but he's been here for two years. Veteran guys that know the system, they'll be able to groom those young guys. Then you got guys coming in who would, we'll get into. Justin yeah. Heron, Jalte Froholt, and Kajus in their second years. right? So you have some guys that will be battling. I think they have a lot more depth this year than they do last year, and that's the big piece. Oh, they have a ton of depth, a ton of depth, and and that's the big thing. Now, I, I right now at least, obviously the the number one question is, excuse me, is Tooney. What's going to happen with Tooney? Right? Are they going to sign him? Are they going to trade him? Or is he going to play into the tag? We don't know. No one knows. And so you know, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, they're a better football team with Joe Tooney at, at left guard. Clearly, I mean that's obvious. Okay, but. I'm not paying a left guard $14 million for one year. I'm, I'm just not doing that. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's sound um, money managing. I, I don't. Now, maybe if the Patriots look at it and say, hey, we think the defense is still good enough to make a run, um, and we need our offensive line to be solid this year still, and so we'll give up the money to pay for Tooney and to, you know, to figure it out, we'll... I don't know. We'll give Hightower an extension or we'll do because they right now they cannot go into the season with the amount of cap money they have. They can't because there are guys that are going to hit incentives and you need to have cap space in order to do that. So you have to create cap space somehow. So if you don't extend Tooney, you have to do something. So something's coming because you can't go into the season with this little cap space. It's just a it's just a matter of what, what do they is get that now something? after Burkhead? I don't have his Twitter, but is it like one five? Yeah, they got like it's like one two Oops. or something like that. It's, okay. it's yeah, I knew it's, it was somewhere around there. Yeah, it's not it's not a ton. It's um, I I actually was just looking them. Uh, yeah, one one two, one point two four four. So, so it's not you know they don't have a ton, but they need more than that. And so that's the thing. They don't need ten, but they need a decent amount. And so um, you know, obviously extending Tooney would give them plenty. Um, if they do, if they don't, I mean, we'll see what happens. But that's that's going to be the most important thing is, I think, first step here, Joe Tooney. Second step for me is Marcus Cannon. What's going to happen to Marcus Cannon? Is Marcus Cannon going to be here next year, this year? That, that's, that's an, then they, that comes to the cap space. Um, right. you know, I don't, I'm not a cap guy, so you, you don't quote me on this. But 
Um, that's a guy who you can, you know, I don't, I hate to say it cause he's been here for so long, done such a great job, but I know. one of those like Belichick type cuts end of the career, rather get rid of him a year late, year early than year late. Right. I well, mean, here's, yeah, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Marcus Cannon. The one year scar left. He was an absolute disaster. He was yep. a disaster when scar left, he came back and all of a sudden scar, all of a sudden Cannon was playing well again. So I think that that's, you know, that's definitely not, it's not a great sign, uh, for Cannon. Um, he is, he's 32. Um, you know, there's not, like eight mil. It's nine, six is, his, is, is, so it's a lot, but his dead cap is only three, seven. So you save about $6 million by cutting or trading him theoretically. Um, so that's it's a an big interesting one, right? You can't get to any, you want to keep them. You feel you can have a run. I mean, I guess it's, right. it's basing it off, um, what you think of those tackles, whether it be Kajus who kind of had that red shirt year was really yep. good. Right. Tackle at West Virginia, third round pick last year. So, you know, they think highly of him and right. then Justin Heron, right. Then they have on when mm-hmm. you who I forgot to mention earlier, him and Froholt kind of those interior guys. I know Froholt's yeah. kind of a swing guard. He can play a little center too, but when talking tackle, yeah, if, if Kajust is ready and you feel he can kind of, you know, maybe not be as consistent as Cannon from a veteran standpoint, but you need the cap space and you feel it's time to move on, he's a guy yeah. that could be cut. And it, I don't, obviously don't want that to happen, right? He's a great, great guy. Been here for a right. while, been a part of, you know, a great run. But we've seen it happen before with these guys who just get cut. And it's kind of out of nowhere. This one wouldn't, I don't think, would be that much of a no. surprise to so many but it'd be it'd still be tough right yeah i mean i've heard i've heard rumors i've heard rumbling I, I heard a rumor too that he was retiring earlier remember that he was retiring yeah yeah and so so we'll see now obviously that nothing has come has come to light on that yet and so maybe he does retire maybe he doesn't i don't know um we'll see Corey cunningham's another guy that you know he's his thing is that it just doesn't matter. His cap hit is like 750. So he's he's really nothing. So that's not going to save them anything. They might end up cutting him, but it's like they're not saving money. You know, Marcus Cannon is really the place where they can save a lot of money. And that might be it. They may, they may not have to do anything else to be good for the rest of the year. And so I think that that's, that's a candidate where you look at it and say, okay, could retire, could get cut. So um, Cannon is certainly on the bubble for me. But I think that that's really the kind of that question, right? is what number one, what is Kajus going to bring, right? He had that red shirt year. They liked him. He, I mean, he's got some great tape. He gets some great tape at West Virginia. He looked really good um, in, a, in, in multiple games. And so the question then becomes, you know, what do they think they can, ha- they can get from him? And I think that that's going to be, that's going to be a big question. And again, that leads you into what happens to Shaq Mason, but I'm, I'm sorry, what happens to Marcus Cannon, but that's, it's a question that they don't know the answer to, but it's going to really kind of decide what happens on the offensive line this year, I think. Yep. And then Andrews too, right? I mean, the the health, you know, the the blood clots we talked about, you know, for a while now. Um, he's really that anchor of that line. And I know Karras did a good job, stepped in, and, and it was a tough situation for him. Andrews getting, you know, you go into the year thinking, and then something that sudden happens, right? It's kind of a quick switch. And center's a tough right. position, especially when you have Brady back there. I think Karras did a very good job. He got himself a nice little payday down in Miami, right? But he did. Uh, he's the anchor of that line. I mean, I guess I guess they all are really those those three interior guys. But I really look yeah, at David Andrews as that veteran leader up front. That huge, 
Huge. Yeah, right. I mean, in his his relationship with Jarrettson, they are best friends. By the way, I know right. that. Uh, yeah. You can tell if you follow either of them on Instagram. They're always together. Uh, so that's good if he's the quarterback. He's already got some uh, some, some yeah. nice good relationship well, with his previous quarterback. But. You got to remember that you know the center is the quarterback of the offensive line. He's the one calling out the protection. Calling he's out, calling yeah. out different yeah, things, and out so that and... exactly. And so that's the type of thing where like they have to be on the same page, the center and the quarterback. Karras gets thrown in right at the end of the season, or right at the start of the season, and he's like, uh, now what? You know, and Karras is fine. He he's a good little player, but he's not. He's not David Andrews, that's for sure, and he didn't obviously doesn't have the repertoire that that Andrews had either. So I think that that's you know that definitely hurt them a lot. Um, I think it's him the anchor that team. I, I think to be honest, I yeah. wrote about it earlier. The success of this football team, I mean, it's hard. The whole it, it really relies on the defense just because they're elite, and you're looking at you know they're not going to yeah. be what they used to be on offense. So you're going to lean on your defense more to win games. Whether they can win like that, we'll see. Right. But when you take the defense out of it, it really relies on the offensive line. And I guess that's any team, right? But the way the Patriots do things, right, you saw how well their run game was. I mm-hmm. mean, granted, Devlin was a big piece in that, you know, being the first hit right. the hole, blowing up guys, giving guys room to run. But yeah. when you have a line that can dominate the line of scrimmage like they did, and when they're all healthy moving, the Patriots have a good football team. They'll be able to move the ball much more efficiently than they did last year. Whoever's Realistically, yeah. whoever that quarterback will, be, will have no problem moving the ball. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And so, you know, I think I think let's take a look at the at some of the depth that they have. I'm excited about the three guys that they brought in. You know, uh, Onwenu looks really that guy is a monster. Uh, I saw an Instagram picture he took the other day, uh, like last week or whatever. And I was like, oh my he god, a little bit. he has slimmed down quite a bit. Looked like so. Um, and I like I like Justin Heron a lot. I think he's a good little player. Um, you know, him and Dustin Woodard, those three guys, you know, they get they get a lot of depth guys that I think can come in and play if they had to. Now, again, as rookies on the offensive line, you're probably not gonna play a ton, but it's possible that they could. And then you have Froholt from last year, and of course Kajust. And Kajust is the big one, right? He could be a, he could be the starter this year. So if he walks in day one of camp and he looks great. Well, Marcus Cannon is not long for this world if that's the case, you know. And you're not so, keeping him as a swing tackle at that cap. No, you're way. not. And that, right, hundred percent, exactly. So that's that's the idea. Is that you know, if if in fact Kajust is the starter, well, then Cannon's gone. You know, if Kajust is good enough to be the starter, then Cannon's gone, and you do what you can, you know, with with the swing tackle there. And so I think the depth, the big thing for the Patriots is that this year they have more depth than they had last year. And what the Patriots try to do, and this is what they, you know, and all teams do this, of course, but the Patriots do this, I think, more effectively than most. They just look for players, guys that can contribute. They don't have to be superstars. They don't have to be great. They just got to be contributors. It wins a first-round pick. You get Dooney in the fourth. David Andrews undrafted. Shaq Mason was a fifth, I believe. Marcus Cannon in sixth. Right. Right. That's the whole offensive line. Right. And so Froholt obviously was a late round pick last year. Uh, Cause you said, I think was third round, I believe, but you know, Woodard and Heron, same thing, late round pick. So that's the type of stuff where I start looking at it and say, okay, like, you know, let's see what happens. And again, contributors, can these guys come in and contribute? Are they good enough to give them a sense of, okay, we have guys that can play. If God forbid something happens, you know, Shaq Mason goes down, 
Well, yeah, of course, whoever replaces Shaq Mason isn't going to be as good as Shaq Mason. But if he goes down, do we have a guy we can plug in that can at least play? And I think that that's something they were lacking last year, you know, with Froholt and Kajust both on IR. They didn't have a lot of depth, you know, and of course, Andrew's being hurt all year. So they, you know, you throw in guys that just couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. You know, and Scar at one point said, like, what do you want to do? You know, like, he's out here playing as hard as, hard as he can. We're out here coaching him as well as he can. He just, like, he's just not the guy. You know, like, we just, what do you want him, what do you want him to do? You know, and so that's that's some of that stuff where, you know, I um, I hesitate to, like, to bash someone because, you know, I, I, I get it. He was terrible last year, right? Um, I can't even. I'm blanking on his name. The uh, the left tackle, Newhouse, right? Marshall Newhouse, which, by the way, incredibly well spoken guy. And and I thought when Cannon went down, he played admirably at right tackle. He's just not left tackle, you know. He's just not. So, um, but you know, anyway. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Spag just took his shirt off on the other, on the other side of the. Uh, I have no issue. On the side of the line, I just <laughs> lost my train of thought. So, but uh. But anyways, but that's so we'll see. You know, let's see, let's see if we have some more contributors. I think we do. Guys that can be depth guys to come in and play. And again, may not be as good as the guys that are there, but can at least come in and do and do something and be, you know, at least good enough to get them through. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really it. All right. I, I think the the loss of Scar to kind of wrap up, I think people are putting a lot of, you know a lot of uncertainty on the line because he's yeah. gone and, and you know, it, it is a big factor, but like I said, I think they have the veteran guys and you have to trust whoever I'm sure the Patriots knew. I mean, you had to know this guy was done soon. He's, he's a beast. Yeah. What's he like 75 now? Like and he'd, he'd already it, retired once. Yeah. Already retired once. And they begged him yeah. to come back through a bag of change at him just to come back and save this and, and save Brady for an extra couple of years. Right. But right. Um, you have to trust that they groom the right guy, whoever that be. Popovich, I think, was one of the guys that they, they haven't named it yet, but he was one of the leading candidates yeah. back when Scar did announce his retirement back in what, you know, February or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I think you just trust those guys up front. If those five can stay healthy, and I mean, it's hard for an offensive lineman to stay healthy all 16 games, I get it, but willing, you know, ability to play and, and play well despite how banged up they are, they'll be right. fine. They really right. will. I mean, and it starts with getting Andrews back and Mason back healthy and praying Isaiah Wynn can play a full season, right? There's a lot of what ifs there, but there's no reason to think they can't return back to that dominant form. I agree. And and you know what? Isaiah Wynn, this is a big year for him because, you know, if he can't stay healthy Huge this year, year, third year, you know, like you look at it and say, okay, well, we're certainly not picking up the option on him next year. Because they, remember, they have to pick up the option before year four starts. So if he gets hurt again, you're, they're not picking up an option for him. I mean, now it becomes an issue. Now it's like it's happening over and over and over. It happens once. Okay. Even when it happens again, it's like, all right, obviously not ideal, but like things happen. If he gets hurt for a significant amount of time again for a third straight season to start his career, that's it. it, it you just can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah, keep that early on. This year, right? That's it, you know. And, and you know what they say: uh, availability is the best ability. Like you know, it's just if you can't make the there, team from the top. That's right. Can't make the club from the tub. That's right. So, but we'll see. So, anyways, 
that's what we got. I think I think the O-line's going to be good this year. Like you said, Spags, I think it could be a top-five unit. It really could be, but it just depends on the health. David Andrews looks like he's got, you know, all the medicals going forward look good. Everything looks fine. But let's just hope. Let's hope that he can't. Let's hope that he is healthy and can stay healthy all year long. And then if that's the case, I think we'll be good. Couldn't agree more. Yep. So... Anyways, that's all we got today, people. Thank you for uh, for joining us, and uh, and we'll be back next week with another position. And we're we're inching closer. Well, I mean, supposedly at least we're inching closer to the start of training camp, which should and be we, happening in a few weeks. We got our fifty-three so. man breakdowns, and we get something to talk about. Oh, it's gonna be great. Oh, it's gonna be great. So good. See guys on the field again, hitting each other. It's just gonna be great. So, so we'll say anyway, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week.